Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Can we just put a end to this stupid saying of love hurts? I mean, that has to be the most idiotic, all the other things that I want to say after that comment statement ever. Love does not hurt, okay? If I can just blare that into a bullhorn somewhere, love does not hurt. Love actually stretches you and makes you grow up and makes you realize that you may have some immature ways and it does require for you to be an adult about a few things. Now, growing for the sake of love, oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable when you have to actually express what you're feeling, right? It's uncomfortable to have to use words instead of having a, a tan temper tantrum or disappearing for a little bit or storming out or what have you, right? The, the immature route was the way that we're most comfortable with at times. But having to sit down, face what the issue is, put words to the emotions, and to align your actions to what you said that you were going to do, which was stick it out, yet that's a little uncomfortable. For a lot of us, that's, a, that's very uncomfortable. The whole statement of, we need to talk. It's like, oh, dum, 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 dum. Like, you know, we don't want to do it, right? And so this whole thing about, it just... I don't even know what shook me. I think I was reading something just now and there was a statement on social media and the girl was saying something about, um, you know, love hurts. I'm like, what? Let me explain something to you. If I could just pull up a chair. So I'm a, I just decided to call you because you're going, nope, you're going to get her work. Yes, you are. Listen, it, I loathe when I hear that statement. The whole premise of love hurts was by, to me, what I see in my mind is a woman who has extended her stay in a relationship that she was never supposed to be in or that it was clear indication that it's time to leave. And so her endurance of said relationship that she, that has expired some time ago is her equivalent to love hurts. No, the way that you're being loved hurts, ma'am. Okay, and that upsets me so bad. When when I hear love hurts, it it's it's a slap in the face to me because with me being a Christian and the Bible saying that God is love, I don't equate God to hurt. So that whole thing of whatever form of hurt you're referring to, whether it's abuse, verbal, physical, what have you, love is not it should not be this dungeon of, oh, no, you know, you're going to get cheated on. You're going to be it's going to be some form of deceit there. It's going to be that has to stop. We have to give that a new narrative. I mean, we truly do. Now, it's something different if you're saying, you know, we've been through a lot, which is you and said person are navigating this thing called life together and you're overcoming obstacles together. You know, external factors you're fighting against collaboratively, right? That is, we are going through a lot or we are fighting oh, fighting against the world while we're in love. But please don't take that teenage, adolescent, premature, very, very, very 
I don't, it just, it irks me. Love, do I need to say it again? I do. Love does not hurt. If someone that you love is hurting you, that's a different story. So let me go ahead and do it this way. Ma'am, if he said he wasn't going to do it again, but he did it again, he does not value you. Humans change when they see the value in something. If the boss told said person right now, I will give you a $10,000 bonus if you came in early every day this month. Oh, trust and believe. Oh, you said to be there at 9? Sir, I will be here at 6 a.m. Yeah, trust and believe. Because humans align their behaviors, their actions to what they put value in. The reason why you'll buy Beyonce Beehive tickets is because you see the value in meeting Beyonce that one night. The reason why you keep buying these Jordans over and over again or whatever shoe that you are really subscribed to is because you see the value in that. The reason why you would continue to buy said purchase of a game, a purse, or what have you is because you have aligned your funds with the value of that. Matter of fact, you will find the money. Oh, let there not be any money to get your hair cut or get your nails done oh no you're gonna find it because you have discovered the value and feeling good in this in the self-confidence you get by being groomed you will find the money so your actions will align to what you value sometimes we just need to swallow the hard pill of you do not value me the way that I require because allowing you to do this to me shows I don't value myself there has to come a time that you have to understand that you can love something, but you can't let it in. Meaning, you can go ahead and, and identify, man, I love such and such, right? But such and such is no good for me right now. The more I let this person in, the more that I am drained emotionally, physically, what have you. And I just feel like a leech is sucking the blood out of my situation when I let this person close. You have got to get to a place that you understand that there is a difference between love, something that you love, and healthy love. Healthy love produces great things. There is a peace that comes with it. There is an understanding. It feels like a collaborative teamwork. There is some other attributes to it that you say, man, this is actually awesome. Not this fake thing that you came about of, oh, you know, I see the potential. Let me explain something to you. A human that's walking and talking and breathing is not potential. Someone who fits your outer attributes and characteristics is not the definition of potential. Potential is, um, oh, you're at this particular stage in your life and you're working toward and these are the steps that you're taking. Oh, okay. Not you have a terrible temper and you get really violent when you're angry. But if you didn't have that anger, you would have potential to be great. No, that's not potential. I'm sorry. That's absolutely not potential. That is you refusing to see for yourself that this person, it has a volatile uh, attribute and you don't want to come to real, realize that because then that means possibly you could be loving the wrong person. I feel like we have given love a bad rap. And that is why love as we, in this generation and as we, you know, continue to progress as a culture, 
relationships is getting tainted because it's starting to mean deception, deceit of all kinds. Um, you know, you can't now you you thought you couldn't trust people before. Oh, no. You have to figure out if somebody was born that gender. I'm sorry. No, I need to see your no. Or, no, sir, ma'am. Original birth certificate, please, because you're not going to have me out in these streets. You just can't. You have to trust that people are working where they're working, living where they live in, not having a full blown family somewhere else. I mean, there's so many different hurdles and it's it's getting worse as the generation is getting worse because we have more access to stuff. So, you know, we can look up your name real quick and be like, oh, how many how many arrest warrants was that? You know, a lot of stuff is public record. So maybe we just need to identify that you haven't really done your research. You know, back in the days, I can get not understanding in the 60s and 50s that such and such had a whole nother family over there because there was no real access. There were no cell phones. You know, you, you didn't have the instant nothing. It was no screenshots. Nobody had receipts. It was just a matter of, okay, what time are you coming home? You said you're going to be home by that time. Oh, okay. So now 15 kids pop out. I don't really know where you had the time, but I mean, I guess, okay. I guess in between waiting for the bus, who knows? But we really have to, I feel like we owe it to ourselves to redefine love, even if the culture's not. Because the more that you set a standard for something, then everybody else has to fall in line. I'll always use the example for Apple. You know, the iPhone, the MacBook, the all that. Apple has never said, oh, you can't afford that MacBook. You know what? Because I see the potential in you. I'm going to reduce this to about $200. You have $200? Oh, you only have $25? You know what? Go ahead. $20 because I see the potential. Lowering the standard of the product to fit the person actually puts a... You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I see your eyes looking at me. Why would you lower your standard? Why would you lower the value of your product to meet the potential of someone else? Now, granted, everyone doesn't come with, you know, the stellar start. I'm not saying turn a blind eye to the person that, you know, they're in between situations or, you know, they're not driving the most expensive. But potential is really, really, it, it's apparent. It looks like a grind. It looks like a work ethic. It looks like, oh, okay, literally what you need to be doing when you're looking at people is what have you done with your life prior to me coming in here? And do I feel like since meeting you that I am carrying the transport of you in my book bag now? I didn't feel this weight prior to you coming in. And I'm trying to make this illusion up that it doesn't exist because I've made myself believe that I love you. That's why I've always been really against teen love. And I, and I commend those who have found it, married from it and all kinds. I mean, that's to me, that's the unicorn part of love. But I really feel like you need to give people the time to kind of navigate their way to identifying who they are. Because to me, and from the information that I've gathered, now again, it may be some exceptions to the rule, but this is just my point of view. Only two things stem from teen love. It's either one, someone becomes super de duper codependent. They make you their everything. They live, breathe, eat, sleep you. And it's like, oof, yeah, that's not healthy. Or someone becomes a thotosaurus. 
Mm-hmm. What's that? That's someone who tries to discover if they still have it because they've been cooped up in your love for so long that they need to feel what somebody else feels like, what somebody else's personality is like. I want to go on a date. And I want to smile in front in front of somebody else. And so you have one of those two things. And to me, both of those lead to heartbreak, especially if those two personalities are paired together. Now, if you got two go- codependent, mm, I mean, it may work. But if you got two thoughtosauruses, they're like, listen, I know what you're doing and I know what I'm doing, but we'll get back at some point. But right now we're going to play this game. Yeah, that that's a little devastating. But when you put one of each with each other, that's the recipe for heartbreak. It's the, it's the epitome of heartbreak. And I feel like we truly attract to our level of whole, which means you attract to your level of broken because... I feel like our energies, however it's played out in the, you know, earthly realm, we have, because men are chasers, right? They're hunters. That's their natural deposition. When they are looking for a woman, I feel like they know exactly who to try, exactly who to get the sad story to. They know exactly who's going to win because I feel like because men were made to find their mate, they If that's not fine-tuned, it can be perverted to men can find the person they can use. I mean, it started from from the garden, now we're here. I mean, seriously. So that whole thing, again, with love hurting, and can we just give it a, a different connotation? Can we just change that entire narrative? I mean, the premise behind it is just absolutely, it's astonishing to even feel like, Why are we even playing into that? Because, you know, once that becomes the mindset, then the people who could have potentially been great people to be in relationships with, they're super duper guarded because they're like, listen, you ain't going to play me. I'm I'm, I'm just going, it's like, like this game of let's see who can feel, you know, the least. But why? Because somewhere, somewhere somehow you've learned love doesn't work either you see marriages that you thought were going to last and they didn't you know the whole culture is just we're banking on the fact that you know our favorite celebrity couple that they don't break up you know because if so oh you know back up the palm to the forehead could we even manage right and so we put all this pressure on ourselves, on our community, on our culture, and we're not doing the self-work to make sure that we become better people that can enter better relationships. You know what happens when you better yourself and you enter a healthy relationship or you are a healthier person entering any relationship? You are able to easily detect, mm-mm, um, this is not for me. So it actually helps you to better yourself, to identify, listen, I am the Apple product. I do not decrease my value um, because someone can't, can't afford or someone else only has. That's cute. I'm not saying you can't walk into the store and, you know, get to know me. Hey, how you doing? Oh, great. Pleasure to meet you. But you don't walk back out this store with something you couldn't afford. And affordability, affordability looks a lot like were you in a better position um, or at least a healthy position before you tried to enter my life, a.k.a. enter the store. 
Or did you, or was your only purpose in coming in here was to see what you can get from me? Because if that's the stance, yeah, um, you go to any Apple store right now, yeah, they have all, all their devices are connected to something that if disconnected, an alarm goes off. And let catch that. If disconnected from the source, yeah, an alarm goes off. That needs to be how you are with God and when people are coming into your life. God, if they are not of you, I want that alarm to go off like somebody is stealing something, sir. I need it to be blaring. I need me not to even miss a hint of that. What, it, what was this person's intentions? Only God knows. But when it starts to be re revealed, you need to be make sure that you're on. Like, okay, time out. This looks fishy. Um, God, what's going on? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, okay, that's the alarm. Hey, um, nice meeting you. You ain't got to go, but you got to get out of here, okay? I don't know how you want to do it, but it's time. You know, I don't know if you want me to jazzy, do the Fresh Prince with the jazzy and throw you out the side of the door. I don't know how you want to do it, but you need to leave, sir and ma'am. I feel like everybody deserves the opportunity to really get the sense of true love and not the side pieces and the like you should not be comfortable being nobody's side nothing. That is like the, the most despicable thing you could ever sign up for. That's like signing up for nine to five and you don't get no paycheck. Why? Because you know what? Somewhere in that person's mind, that's the only form of loyalty that they're going to receive. So to know, okay, you have a whole situation over here that I know of and you've been real with me. As long as you're real with me about that, then I will be okay. But let there be two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other ones. Then it's like, how could you do that to me? Why are you catching feelings, ma'am and sir? You were okay with being inside. And see, but lying to ourselves, you're not okay with being inside. You're okay with feeling like the only way I'm going to know the truth and nothing but the truth is to say that I'm willing to be something secondary to you. And that sucks. Nobody wants to feel hidden. Because again, people only hide what they don't see value in. Or, you know, there are the exceptions where you do protect what you have value. It's not hiding you, it's protecting you. Meaning, I don't put pictures of, of my family up here because somebody says something, I'm liable to chip somebody's tooth, okay? Yeah, I don't go around doing A, B, and C because I don't want that kind of attention being brought to us. That's something else. But it doesn't... If you have a craving for it, hey, I like PDA. I want my hand held when we're walking. I want to know that I'm yours. Okay, if you feel this whole thing about, I don't want to post us on social media, whatever it is, that's cool. Um, but it still needs to be an understanding of this is why I'm doing it. Like I know the popular, um, what's the D DJ in New York? Um, Charlemagne the God. He said he doesn't post his daughter's. And I believe he also doesn't post his wife because he said he understands the industry that he's in. They attack him. He said he can handle that, but he can't handle them attacking his family. That is understood. Now, at one point, he was doing dirt and nobody even knew he was married. He didn't have no ring on. He didn't have no nothing. But there is a difference between doing dirt and hiding it, as I stated, and actually having it where you're like, you know what? I'm protecting what I love because I already know I'm, I'm not, 
You guys didn't ask for me to be in this position. You guys didn't. You know, T.D. Jakes, he has five kids. I don't know all five of them. I only know Cora and, and Sarah. And I think I know the youngest one, T.D., but I don't know the other two. And maybe that's because they felt like I don't want the limelight. You know, this is not for me. So we can't look at T.D. Jakes like, oh, you hiding your kids. First of all, number one, they're grown. Number two, have a nice day. Number three, um, he's that's a form of protection. He is saying, hey, I already know y'all be coming for me, you know, wh whatever, talking about my drip and my perspiration, whatever. I'm a, But I'm going to go ahead and protect my children. That's different. So don't let these people have you out here in these streets looking stupid, making you believe that you were just put on this, this earth to just be crying and hurting. And you know the other thing about that? Yeah, because there's another thing. What's really, really, really just disheartening to hear Sometimes if you are hurt enough, you will start to attract that in other people. It is amazing to me how people who have their heart broken and don't heal from it just goes from one heartbreak to the other heartbreak to the other heartbreak. And you know why I feel that that is? Heartbroken people sometimes expose their wounds too early to people who are not doctors. Sometimes you are telling people your story and saying, you know, the last situation did this to me and it really hurt me here and A, B, and C. And all you're doing is giving another person enough time to align themselves to see what they need to avoid and how they can kind of hide behind your hurt so that you don't see their crap too. Because nine times out of ten, when you're saying, you know, such and such cheated and then blah, 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 they're like, oh, I have the problem with the same thing. But they see an easy kill, right? Because men are what? They're hunters. So instead of saying, man, you know, she's been hurt before and she's actually still kind of mourning. I can see some, you know, some remnants on the fact that she's still hurt. Let me go ahead and just about face and say, you know what, sweetheart? I respect what you're going through. I'm sorry that old boy hurt you the way that he did. Um, but what I want to do is I want to give you the opportunity to heal. And I'm going to go ahead and, you know, maybe we can talk on another time. Or maybe we can just text or what have you. But I don't want to take it any further than what I see you ready for. Oh, no. Why do that when you know that she's lonely and she's probably going to want company and the company leads one thing to another and then one thing to another leads to that and then you get your whatever you came there for and then now you're like, ah, you, you really have no, no desire for her no more. She served her purpose, right? And so what you've done, sir, is you've added on to her brokenness. And what you've done, ma'am, is you've allowed yourself to believe every time that I let somebody in, they just keep hurting me. No, that's because you letting people in without checking credentials. I don't go to just anybody and say, hey, this hurts, this hurts, and this hurts. No, that's for a doctor. I don't go to just anyone. and Like, there are assigned people in your life. That you're supposed to give that to. The worst thing that you can do is show someone your broken heart not knowing if they're even supposed to be in your life. And I don't care what formula you're using. Oh, I've known such and such for this long, you know, but he grew up with and I knew. And so what? People are people at the end of the day and you need to get enough information to figure out what is your place in my life. Because we all know the saying, you know, somebody's here for a season, a reason, and a blood, whatever, right? The whole rhyming thing. 
So before you figure that out, you exposing your most inner part, deepest, darkest secrets and hurts. Why are you doing that? It's like you spoon feeding your own hurt. Hey, I've been hurt. I've been this. I'm in there. And they're like, hmm. Okay. You just gave them the password to your heart. For what? Because lonely and desperate has a scent. And that scent attracts dogs. And if they are coming at the season in your life where you are that broken, 10 times out of 10, that is not the one. People who are in your life to serve you come in your life either to give you a new perspective, bring a new element of air. You're like, wow, didn't see it that way. I feel better when I'm around you, this, that, and the third. But there's no need to rush into anything. There's no need to do anything outside of, let me just get to know you. That doesn't require you opening nothing up, ma'am cooking nothing, doing anything, but just let let me see who you are. And so many times what brokenness does is because you feel devalued, if you're really honest with yourself, what it actually does is you want to put on a show to show, look, look what I can do. I can cook, I can clean, I can dance, I can twerk, I can, you know, you whatever you, you choose to be of value. And then you, you're always posting on social media how awesome you are. Those are the people who post a zillion pictures. And you have all these different things that you're doing because what you're silently screaming is, somebody please tell me that I'm valuable. Please. I know that I have this going on. I have a great career and I have a great heart and I'm attractive and I'm this, that, and third. But how come I can't find anyone to value me? Is essentially what you're screaming. And I don't care how silent you think that that is. I hear it and it's loud. So what I want you to do is get to a place, not that you're ice cold from anyone, but that you take that scent of desperation off of you, ma'am. You take that scent of desperation and feeling extremely lonely to the point that you'll let anybody occupy you. You don't need company that bad. It is never going to be that serious. And I'm looking you in your eyes now. Absolutely not. You won't even let just anybody drive your car. You won't just let anybody just pick up your phone and go through your purse, but you'll let anybody come into your heart and, in your, and, and into your bed? Now, this is not a judgmental statement. This is a, A, wake up, because nobody's going to talk to you the way I'm speaking to you. Sit up with me on this phone. At some point, you got to love yourself enough to say, I have to learn how to love me better. You're going to let tangible items be treated better than your own heart, your own physical being? Are you serious? Not with me in your life, you're not. Absolutely not. And you better muster up whatever you can muster up. If you can't muster up some, telling somebody, listen, I can't talk right now, then you muster up the strength not to answer. That's how you're going to play that one. But, but these vultures out here, they can sense a dead body. And you are not a dead living being. That's an oxymoron. So what I want you to do, the challenge for this phone call, no, you're going to, nope, you're going to do some self-work, is you need to identify why are you broken? Because I'm sure you're going to connect it to a who. 
So let's just go ahead and identify what attracted you to that who so we cannot be attracted to that anymore. And then we're going to look up a devotional a something on healing the brokenhearted. Because until you are healed, the vultures will be out. Do you understand that? Do you know what you have to do? This is a call to action for you to go ahead and do some self-work to heal your heart. You're done playing these games. You are too, the Bible calls you God's masterpiece. These vultures aren't supposed to know your zip code of any sort, your phone number, nothing. So I put it into that today. The only thing that's dead in your life are these losers and these people who are trying to make you have a disordered view of love and relationships. When you get off the phone with me, no, I'm speaking to you like this because I need you to hear me. When you get off the phone with me, I want you to begin self-love. I want you to begin the self-work to say, okay, I'm broken and I need to pause all these different visitors in my life, whether in my inbox, in my telephone, whatever. But I need to pause because if I don't heal myself, then I will keep attracting vultures. Can you do that? Look up books. I don't know what you need to do, but because you know where your hurt stems from. You know how long ago your last hurt was. So only you know what you need to read. Say a prayer and then Google some stuff on Amazon, on Google itself. I don't know, but you need to actually go about the self-work of healing. Seriously. Okay? Because I've never seen a vulture around anything that was alive. Okay? All right, well, don't look at me like that. You should be, I want you to, okay, so we, you ready to go. So that's my good nanny says. All right. I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and get your Google on, and then we'll talk about it again, because you know I get passionate about your heart. I care about you. You know that, right? Okay, just want to make sure you know. But I'm going to go ahead and go pick up my daughter. I'm actually late. I'm going to go ahead and uh, hang up the phone and get in the car real quick. But I'll talk to you later, okay? All right. Later.